0: Welcome to Who Let The Sabs Out, the podcast where we take you behind the scenes of Raw Holloway Students' Union to give you an inside view on everything that goes on here at RHSU. Thank you so much for listening today. This is the second episode in our podcast series. My name is Kate Roberts and I'm the President of the Students' Union. I oversee everything that goes on and I'll be your host for the podcast. I'm joined by Hen Warwick for today's episode where we'll be talking all things sexual health through the Let's Talk About Sex campaign.
1: First, let me hand over to Hen to give you an introduction. Hi everyone, I'm Hen and I'm the Vice President of Wellbeing and Diversity at RHSU. I work closely with all eight collectives and I support all student interests at Royal Holloway.
0: Before we start speaking to Hen about the Let's Talk About Sex campaign, it is important to understand what a campaign is in the Students' Union context. I would personally define a campaign as an organised course of action to achieve a certain goal or objective and a lot of the things we do at the SU could be considered under the bracket of campaigning such as campaigning to get elected into one of our officer roles, campaigning as a student group, academic rep or collective on a particular cause or issue that is important to you, or working as a sabbatical officer on a campaign to make student life better in some way. Previous examples of campaigns run by sabbatical officers include Inclusive Education, which was aimed at creating an inclusive educational experience for all students from all backgrounds. Eat Well, Feel Well, which was around nutrition and healthy eating. Man Up, which was about challenging the stigma surrounding male mental health. And the campaign for the implementation of lecture capture across the university, which is pretty self-explanatory. These are just a few examples of the big campaigns which we've run over the last few years. As a student, if you're interested in running a campaign, please do get in touch with myself or the student voice team at the SU as we can help support you to achieve your goal. Recent student campaigns have included the campaign to get the university using Ecosia as the default browser, which was successful back in November this year. Students have the capacity to make fantastic changes and we love seeing your ideas for change here at RHSU. One of our core aims is to empower students to change the world around them. And I think campaigns are a brilliant example of this hen can you tell us a bit
1: more about the let's talk about sex campaign absolutely let's talk about sex week is focused on promoting safe sex and sexual health awareness so the main aim of the week is to break down barriers to sexual health such as the social stigma that flows from it as well as my personal aim to really challenge the heteronormative notion of sex education i really want this week to be a conversation starter that can provoke provoke meaningful and important discussions. Brilliant, yeah, it's absolutely an important campaign. I
0: think in lockdown, not in lockdown, this is something that students obviously need to be more aware about. And we all need to take really seriously when it comes to our own sexual health. Um, And as you say, have that inclusivity aspect, make sure that everyone's involved in those conversations and knows what's right for them when it comes to sexual health. So why do you think it's important to talk about sexual
1: health? I think, you can bring it down to even the word sex can sometimes make people feel uncomfortable. And I think that is a massive part of what I'm trying to do at bettering that and removing that discomfort, trying to make students feel at ease when talking about sex rather than just brushing it under the the carpet and having an actual conversation. will always be more valuable than simply reading something online. I really want to normalize creating a safe and open space to share experiences and also ask questions. And especially taking that step to move away from the classic heteronormative penis in vagina sex, because sex is so much more than that. And it's also really important to talk about other topics, for example, like how to ask for consent. I know lots of people know what consent is and we know that we need it to have healthy healthy sexual relationships. But when it actually comes down to it, how do people tackle the question of asking for consent? For example, it could be a situation where a couple have started kissing does that mean they've consented to move further than that? Technically, no, so you need to be having those updated conversations between yourself during sex. And just because you've had sex before, for example, does not mean there's implied consent for the next time. And it's it's having that important conversation and discussing it that people can share their experiences and understand what is right and what isn't right on those sorts of topics. And as well, I think something that's so important to normalize is a conversation about STIs. There's such a big stigma to assume that if you have an STI, you're dirty or it's you've slept in so many people to get there when actually in reality, even virgins can have STIs because of the way STIs are. And it's just really important to normalize getting tested as a routine just to protect yourself. And. To protect others as well. I think it's really interesting watching the pandemic unfold, for example, everyone being so desperate to get COVID tests. We should be that desperate to get STI tests as well. And I think the lockdown has highlighted a situation that is unprecedented. And it's also a situation where we could have eradicated sexual infections, because if everyone during the lockdowns got tested and received treatment, then would be a better playing field if that makes sense. And I just think that we need to share the enthusiasm for starting the conversation about STIs and getting tested shouldn't be a negative thing. It should be taking responsibility and protecting yourself. And equally, it just means you can have an open and honest conversation with your sexual partners about STIs in the future. That's great, thank you so much. I mean, I
0: for one, am very excited for the campaign and to see all the stuff that you guys get up to next week and um, so very much looking forward to it. Obviously we're discussing this with university students as part of the campaign. So why university students? Why is now a good time to talk about sexual health and what should students consider when they're thinking
1: about their sexual health? I think something that's really important to focus on here is the fact that undergrad university students are within the highest population to be at risk of acquiring sexually transmitted infections and also unplanned pregnancy. Universities have been described as STI hotspots where a whopping 25% of freshers will contract an STI within the first year of uni. And I just think that with that sort of information out there, we need to take that step to protect students and to ensure that it's on their radar, they know to do these things and to make it so freely available that it's not challenging to do that. As well, I think something that's so important is the fact that 70% of people with vaginas and 50% of people with penises have no signs and symptoms during um, any STIs, mainly chlamydia. And it's unless individuals do get checked regularly when engaging with new sexual partners that they gain the knowledge of their sexual health and understand whether they do have an STI and if they've been transmitting it to other people. I think as well with university students, it's it's very easy to get lost in all of the other things that you've got going on. You're struggling with deadlines, you're struggling with finding new friends, you're struggling with the fact that your life is going to start once you leave uni and you're going to be moving into a bigger world of employment and competition essentially and it is very very easy to just forget even though you may be engaging with different sexual partners it's just easy to forget and think oh yeah but it won't happen to me when in reality it very much could bearing in mind that 25 percent of freshers will get an sti so it's something that's so important but sometimes does get forgotten. And I think that's why this week is so important, especially with the pandemic as well, because I don't think many people at the moment have been thinking about sex or if they have the lack of it probably. So hopefully this week will just put that reminder out there and say to students, if you haven't been tested in a little while, that's okay. But order a test now, let's get it done. Let's get it sorted. And as well, I think just focusing On your own body like no one knows you better than you and I think for example if if you've had some discharge that maybe isn't looking quite right get it tested make sure you protect yourself or if the tip of your penis has gone a bit red and raw then why is that?
0: I mean I think that's obviously a really important aspect of this hand but Obviously, students, there's so many worries and pressures that you have already with your student experience. You're worried about your upcoming deadline. You're not really sure how to engage with student groups and societies and where you fit in. Obviously, it's the time when people are really exploring their sexual identity and their sex life as well. And sex is ultimately supposed to be fun. Um, so I think that bit obviously contributes to students' lack of wanting to engage with the more worrying side of do I have an STI? How is it going to happen if I end up being pregnant and that sort of thing? Um, so, yeah, it's really important that students do open up these conversations and that we're able to provide people with the resources to have honest and frank conversations about sex and having healthy sex at university. And what support is available at Royal Holloway for students when it comes to sexual
1: health? I think this is such a hot topic right now, especially with the um, the funding being lost for the sexual health clinic that we used to have here at the health centre. But it's something that my predecessors have lobbied for and I definitely have taken up a lot of time lobbying for sexual health services. And currently, um, the sexual health services have been temporarily suspended as a result of COVID. But in a normal year, Kate, we're looking at an appointment-based service. So rather than having an inflexible clinic that's a regular time every week, having an appointment-based sexual health service actually is way more accessible. So the sexual health services at Royal Holloway, you can have a full STI screening as well as HIV counseling and support. You can also have contraception advice and um, insertion, for example, of the coil and of the implant. There unfortunately won't be any specialized treatment. So for example, removal by freezing of genital warts isn't going to be available as there won't be there won't be enough students needing that to maintain the costs for the NHS essentially just to be transparent with you so it would be recommended for more specialized treatment to go to the garden clinic in Slough but the sexual health services will be run by just one doctor which is Dr Laura Dickinson she is a partner at the health center who has decided to give her time to be able to support students during their time at university with their sexual health. As as explained previously, the funding did get cut. Dr. Laura Dickinson has stood with the student body to protect us essentially and give us that space that isn't 20 minutes down the road in Slough. So we're very, very grateful to her and I'm very grateful that my lobbying didn't fall on deaf ears and we have been able to get this service together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important that students have that easy access. I mean, as we're saying, there's so many things going on in the lives of students. We have lectures to attend, other things going on, obviously in usual circumstances. It's a very busy campus. So being able to have those appointments by appointment and make it really accessible for students is really important. So, Hen, obviously this all sounds fantastic. Um, Can you tell us a bit more about what the campaign week is going to entail?
1: Yeah, of course. I'd love to give you a rundown of the week as it's so exciting. So on the Monday, we are focusing on STIs. I'm going to give everyone a lowdown of all of the STIs and highlight how they're spread, what are their symptoms, how you get tested for it and whether they're treatable or curable. It's so important to go back to the basics and honestly I was shocked by some of the things that I did not know and I really thought that as a very open and honest person I'd got a really good sex education but when you delve deeper into these infections you don't know it all so it's very important to go back to basics. So then on the Tuesday, we're gonna focus on contraception and emergency contraception. Contraception is such an important thing in many people's lives. And talking about contraception is really important as you need to be fully informed and make sure that you make the right choices for yourself because not all contraception suits everyone. And as well with emergency contraception, I really just want to raise awareness of Jay's Pharmacy and Egham who do the morning after pill for free. I know that there are students that I've had discussions with have paid nearly 40 pounds on the Egham High Street for a morning after pill when Jay's Pharmacy is there for free. So I want to ensure that everyone knows that, but also give a little shout out to Jay's Pharmacy because they are a really good pharmacy for supporting students. Cause they also have the STI kits as well, which is great. And then moving on to the Wednesday, we're gonna highlight the importance of an inclusive sex education. I've had some members of the LGBT community sharing their experiences about their relationships and sex and how it is different to the heteronormative commonplace penis in vagina sex that people talk about and as well it's been really great to work with the disabled collective who've been really vocal on this topic and highlighting that just because some people are disabled doesn't mean they don't have sex just anything in anyone's life doesn't mean, necessarily mean it to inhibit sexual health and you should all have access to sexual health regardless of any ability or disability so it's really important to raise those voices I just really wanted to ensure that the conversation just encompassed the diverse student body that we have here at Royal Holloway. And I also wanted to focus largely on consent. It's something that, as I've highlighted before, lots of people know what it is, but we don't know how to tackle the question. So we're gonna bring in a consent workshop, which will be really, really great to have that open conversation and to talk, talk about consent and what is consent and what isn't consent, how it's implied and not implied. Which will be absolutely fab, and then on Thursday we're going to have um, some information released about pregnancy. So I've been working really closely with Lee Fellows, who is the head of well-being, to highlight to students that pregnancy should not be a barrier to education. You can either interrupt your studies to have a baby or you can interrupt your studies to give a baby up for adoption. It's, it's completely your choice and you don't even need to interrupt. Some pregnancies fall so blessingly within the timeline of the academic year that you can still do everything and the university will support you with this. Also, I want to highlight the importance of sex work. And something that people commonly misconceive with sex work is that sex work is different to prostitution, essentially. And giving out that sort of information and highlighting that if you are a sex worker, that doesn't mean you can be abused. And consent is so important to sex work as well. And then finally, on the Friday, we're going to be talking about sexual well-being, which is going to be a really fun topic. So sexual well-being is going to be broken down into three topics. We're going to talk about sexual pleasure, sexual health and sexual problems. So in sexual pleasure, we're going to focus on a nice piece from a student about female masturbation sexual arousal orgasms anything that's that makes you feel good essentially and we're going to definitely have some art as well to showcase which is going to be really fun bringing it all together focusing on sexual health i'm going to make sure that the top tips are out there so for example if you're a person with a vagina after you have penetrative sex make sure you pee You don't want to end up with a UTI and simple things like that, that will make this conversation more everlasting and ensure that everyone can be a part of it. And for example, we're going to have a discussion on discharge and how it is normal and just normalize those conversations. And then we're going to talk about a few sexual problems. So for example, how sometimes mental health can interfere with sex and how you may have or suffer with loss of libido as a result of a mental health condition and erectile dysfunction and also we're going to talk about vaginal dryness and how to resolve those sorts of issues throughout the week as well we're going to have a few mythbusters on the su page i'm going to do a little su takeover and maybe do something about sex positions see if we can get people to submit and vote for their favorite sex position which will be a lot of fun and just making it more light-hearted as well how can students get involved if they want to be involved in the campaign Wow, well, obviously because of covid it's a lot more difficult it would have been in person i would have been throwing blown up condoms at people as they walk into the su and had fun with it but It's definitely going to be all online. Um, Blog pieces will be released throughout the week. The Let's Talk About Sex Week is more or less going to be a blog series, which is really great to get that continuity. But during the week, there will be lots of stuff on Instagram. So I'll be hosting the campaign essentially on the VP Wellbeing and Diversity Instagram. And there will be some overlap with the SU Instagram as well. So making sure our posts line up and everyone can comment and highlight and share everything. I think it'd be really good to get the sports and Societies involved as well to ensure that there's good engagement with that and spreading the word basically to everyone and all of the members.
0: Following on from this campaign, is there any work continuing throughout the year that students
1: can keep their eye out for? Absolutely, Kate. One of my main aims when running to be VP Wellbeing and Diversity included the fact that there needs to be clear sexual health services um, on a web page that students can access. And I think the important thing to highlight is it's not just signposting to other places. It's not, oh, look at this. This is the NHS website. It's having that information there for students already. So, for example, if they want to get a bit more information on the contraceptive pill, for example, that information is on the SU website and you will be able to see it. So in term three, we're going to be releasing the sexual health advice center page, which will be absolutely brilliant and then really enjoyed taking the oversight and the leadership of this project and getting the information there. And it's, it's just promoting the longevity of this. Sexual health isn't a campaign that happens once a year. It is an important part of all of our lives and everyone has sexual health, whether they're sexually active or not, it is something that's important. So that will be going on in third term. And we're also going to have a sexual health revival week within the third term at the end of May, which will just be to kind of highlight what we talked about during Let's Talk About Sex Week and just to continue it on and develop the conversations further. And if there are things that we didn't manage to cover fully then we'll be able to have those conversations there. Brilliant, sounds awesome. I'm
0: really excited and I hope students that are listening are too. Uh, So obviously if you are listening, please do get involved in the campaign next week. Uh, Drop pen and email if there's anything you want to discuss further as well. Um, You can find her at vpwellbeingdiversity at su.rhul.ac.uk. But that is all for today thank you so much for listening um stay safe and well and keep a lookout for the next podcast thank you so much hen for coming along thank you so much